Who's ready for another episode of Edge of Indie? I know I am. Hey, today we're joined by a team that provides publications, programs, and other opportunities for Indiana citizens of all ages to learn and teach about the history of their communities, the state of Indiana, and their relationship to the nation and the world. That's the Indiana Historical Bureau. We're going to go, then we're going to go straight to the edge again with Paul Poteet. And then, guess what? We're drinking wine. At least Brittany is. Uh, we'll be joining, we'll be, that's like I've already drunk wine, but I haven't. We'll be joined by the Vino <laughs> Mobile Bar, all that and more today on the edge. <laughs> Your audio and video source featuring Indianapolis tech trends, marketing <coughs> industry champions, and business innovation. This is Edge of Indie. Broadcasting from Edge Media Studios. Let's get today's conversation started. Oh, uh, well, uh, see, though, it's, 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 it's a rarity that I actually get through an introduction without bobbling it. So It's my favorite thing when you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, if you haven't uh, joined Edge of Indie Live uh, or on podcast before, let me tell you what this is all about. We're talking to uh, causes and organizations, uh, movers and shakers here in Indianapolis that, that are, 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 are not only raising a stir, but also really dialed in and dedicated to lifting up the local uh, viewpoint and interest of Indiana Indianapolis and Indiana. Uh, we're focused on people and organizations that make Indianapolis and Indiana a great place to work, visit, and live. So we say this on a regular basis, choose local and choose local often. That's what Edge of Indy is all about. So I wanted to uh, first get that out of the way. If you haven't listened, you better jump in and, and look at some of the older episodes as well. We've been doing it for a good solid year, year and some change, and it's great to be able to have such great guests that are that are dedicated to to indie. So. I want to introduce to you the Historical Marker Program Director, Casey Pfeiffer of the Indiana Historical Bureau. How are you doing? Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you for having us on today. You are more it. than welcome. And Lindsay Beckley, historian uh, of the Indiana Indiana Historical Is it Society or Bureau? It's Bureau. bureau. Um, also, can I play? You cannot play. Uh, this is Brittany Simpson. I was trying to keep you from coughing. You. I was just like, kind of avoiding it. It's kind of like, like Indiana chuckles, right? I'm just going to drive around it. Probably a good idea. I'll keep my speech limited today. <laughs> well, first and foremost, this is Brittany Simpson, Director of Marketing Services here at, at Site Strategics. And I, I forgot myself. Uh, I'm Aaron Sparks, uh, CEO of Site Strategics, as well as Edge Media Studios. Now, we have all the members uh, accounted for. How are we doing? He's that excited that he put you all before us. <laughs> there you go. That's what he's See? excited about. Well, I love history. I love Indiana history. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll take a back seat to that any time. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies, welcome to the show. You're joining us from the Indiana Historical Bureau. Can you tell us what your organization's all about? It's Go ahead, Lindsay. Like you said at the top Both of the show. Both of you can. It's okay. <laughs> Jump ball. So, like you said at the top of the show, we're... Uh, our biggest focus is on historical markers, and that's mostly going to be Casey. Mm -hmm. uh, she's our historical marker manager. And then uh, we also do, from our historical marker research, we try to take that and do the research once and then publish everywhere. That's what we always say, research once, pu publish everywhere. And we see uh, publishing as being in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. We do uh, a podcast. We have a blog. We, uh, Of course, the markers would be a publish, uh -huh. uh, <coughs> publishing of some sort. And then... Um, we also go out and give talks sometimes. We, we have a mm -hmm. lot of different ways that we get the history out to the community. 
uh, we look for um, any kind of Indiana history that has a, a statewide effect mm -hmm. and um, or really any kind of Indi Indiana history. Mm -hmm. um, so we're just about uh, getting getting the information about Indiana history and getting people involved in their community history. Do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, we are a state agency. I know Aaron had oh, mentioned yes. it early on. Um, uh, the Indiana Historical Society is across the street from us. So right. we're right inside the Indiana State Library. Come by, um, visit us. We have extensive marker files, research <laughs> files. If people are interested in uh, digging deeper into a specific thing, uh, we're happy to help. Um, we have a bookshop in there. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of uh, when you said a lot of people do confuse with the society. But, you, know, you guys don't have, like, wars, do you? Or, we don't. Or, no. no, we play, we play a, nice. A friendly rivalry. <laughs> no, you, know, you mentioned it before. Indy's a great place um, in terms of collaboration between historical groups. Uh, there's so many wonderful organizations who are doing great things, and um, we're happy to be able to partner with them on a variety of projects. Uh, one that's coming up uh, this week is the Hoosier Women at Work Conference. Mm -hmm. I know you guys briefly talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, that is a conference that um, we host with uh, the Indiana State Library, uh, Indiana Division of uh, Natural Resources, um, Department of Historic Preservation and Archaeology. Uh, people from IUPUI are involved. Oh, wow. um, so it is uh, a great conference that's going to be happening here this Friday um, at the uh, Arts, the Harrison Arts Center. Um, One of the things your team does really well is it's uh, history communication for non-historians. So yeah. you really take our state's history and make it digestible for people who right. don't have a history mind. Yeah. Like me, <laughs> who's like, chrono you know, chronologically, yeah. none of this makes any sense, but in little chunks, perfect sense. So tell us why that's really your approach to, to how you do things, because I think it's something that really you know makes you distinctly different yes. than a lot of organizations. Right. So I mean, we try to reach a broad variety of audiences. So with the markers, we'll do extensive research, footnotes, annotations You know, for the people who are interested in that. Those are available on our website. That material is there. Um, you know, I'm a history nerd. I love the footnotes. Uh, some people... You know, they want to skim over those things. And that's where Lindsay was talking about where, you know, we'll convert that over that work over to a blog post and focus on another issue maybe that we you know couldn't detail mm -hmm. um, on the marker. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the state markers. It's really just a couple sentences on the front and back of a marker. So there's not a ton of space to say. Hmm. Um, every, so like the plaque things, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So we have over 630 that we've installed going all the way back to 1946. Oh, wow. Um, they are in every county but four right now. But we're going to be getting two markers. Um, you want to shame in, those counties right yeah. now? <laughs> Call them out. Well, Clinton and Du Bois are doing great, and they're going to get them this year. And then there's the other two. <laughs> then there's other two. But and you know who you are. <laughs> we are looking to uh, get markers in those communities and in those counties uh, in the coming years. And um, that's one of the great things um, that we love about the marker program is the diversity, both geographically. Mm -hmm. um, we get to go to counties and you know all over the state and meet with people and install these markers. And they take such pride in them. Um, it's their history, and yeah. it's great to see them uh, take so much enjoyment out of it. I was up in LaPorte County just on Friday for our first dedication of the season um, commemorating uh, early medical college in Indiana that was uh, open in the 1840s. It was a really pioneering institution, um, and uh, they were just so excited to be there. You know, even though it's 40 degrees outside, you know, people show up to these events, which is great to see. 
Um, and then also in, in beyond the geographical um, diversity, we also just have in terms of diversity of topics. So if you're interested in women's history and sports history, mm-hmm. African-American history, you can find a marker on it, um, which is a really great thing. Again, trying to reach um, people um, of a variety of interests. Uh, and it's fun for us because we always get to research something new. Now, my gears just got going there. So if yeah. you have all these markers yeah. somewhat categorized, mm-hmm. right? And um, I come from a scout background, so we do geocaching all the sure, time, yeah. right? Do you have any type of um, maps to certain types of categories and genres? So, I mean, for, for women's history, yeah. do you have markers that you can actually put together a trail and be able to find uh, different uh, historical areas yeah. around the state? So that's something that we hope to do more of in the oh, future. Cool. If you go on our website, you can search either um, by category. So if it is, you know, if you are interested in women's history, you just want to pull up all the women's history markers, there's a whole list of them. Cool. If you want to search by county and you're saying, hey, you know, we're going on vacation. I want to go through this area. Mm-hmm. You can go awesome. and search that awesome. way. So um, there definitely is that, um, you know, those possibilities out there. Lindsay and I actually developed a walking tour of some of our markers in the downtown Indianapolis area last year for uh, in conjunction with the National Council yep. on Public History Conference. Um, so we got to go with about 25 people and walk them around and kind of talk about, do a deep dive into mm. some of the history behind some of these markers, um, which was a great event. Was the weather nice on that day? You know, it shockingly was. Wow. <laughs> Let's all think back to yeah, that. Right. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it was late April, too. So there's still hope. I mean, <laughs> is there? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have to hope. <laughs> well, well, we'll probably listen to Paul Poteet. He's probably yes. going to give a wet blanket, probably a photo. Fo- frozen wet blanket yeah. on all those aspirations um to, to to dovetail off of what Brittany was saying is that you're really disseminating uh historical content in a lot of different ways especially yeah. embracing new media right so you're you're podcasters in your own right like you said mm-hmm. with talking who's your history so what topics have you explored on that and what can our viewers actually listen and expect mm-hmm. to, to tune into in the future yeah, so um, our most recent episode, usually they drop around the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, we'll drop the, the nearest Monday. Um, but our, our last episode that we just dropped is uh, called Reaching Towards Peace. It's about um, Robert Kennedy's speech in Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, when he, he was remarking on uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, death. And um, so that's that's our most recent one. And uh, we have them on everything from Abraham Lincoln living in Indiana to um, poet Kenneth Rex Roth in Indiana. Hmm. We have we try to cover a diverse uh, range of topics. We have one on the Senate Avenue YMCA here in Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, So we try to we try to do uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, try to be inclusive, just like we do with the marker program. Mm -hmm. So like I said, we do about uh, the first of every month. Uh, We are on a little hiatus right now. We're going to take a couple months off, regroup. uh, It's hard. Really to keep up. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes. And we only do it monthly. So I can't imagine doing it weekly. It's a bit of a gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) But for our uh, uh, watchers at home, uh, you want to make sure you check out the uh, soundcloud.com forward slash talking who's your history. And I just uh, relayed that to our audio listeners as well. Twofer right there. (laughs) So check that out. And we really appreciate what you're doing because it's it's you're 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 getting out of the well uh, blazed path of just the academic space. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're really capitalizing on how to reach yeah. your audience in where there. They, where they where are. They where are. They right. are. Yes. Going to meet them where they are. Yeah. That's very important to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying not to just 
stay in the same, I wouldn't say rut because that sounds like a bad Call thing. Call the lane. But yeah, stay, stay in an, our same lane that we've been in. We've been around for over 100 years now. Yeah. So we You've don't been wanna... podcasting for 100 years? Wow, you look great. You don't look <laughs> a day <laughs> over. Pioneering cat yeah. podcast. You've got great skincare then. That's great. <laughs> That's great. As far as the blog goes, that's the Indiana History blog. And that's where you've you've posted like a myriad of topics ranging from the inventor of the television to Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. The inventor of television lived in Indiana. Yeah. He actually developed the first television television set here in Indiana. Hmm. Well, God bless him. He's not from Indiana, though. Okay. Well, he was just but, here when he did you know, it. We'll claim, inspiration. We'll claim inspiration exactly. comes yes. from Indiana. So... With that kind of content, who's in charge of that? And, like, are you ever taking submissions from people in the community? Like, would you be open to blogging on XYZ topic? Or mm -hmm. could you tell us more about whatever? Like, what is that process like? Because it sounds really interesting. And if you're covering that kind of range, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's pretty um, diverse. I mean, with our staff, uh, we're very fortunate that everyone, you know, has their own interests and stuff. So um, a lot of times, um, you know, whether it's Lindsay's done a podcast or um, we've done a marker, whoever maybe is in the agency who's done that will then do uh, the blog on that. But we are definitely open to um, guest bloggers. We really encourage people to um, submit, you know, topics. And uh, Nicole Politica, who's in our office, kind of, um, is one in charge of that, and uh, we'll work with guest bloggers. So. How big is your team? Just curious. We are very small. We have five uh, staff oh. members. So <laughs> there's a lot of history to cover uh, between us, but uh, we're a great team and uh, like to work together. So. Cool. So I mean, you're 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 getting this content, out, and you're probably as you've been disseminating this over over months and years. Yeah. You're you're finding a brand new audience mm -hmm. that needs to really, I mean. What we're realizing is the millennial generation is wanting to be able to plug in, mm -hmm. and they're wanting to understand their roots mm -hmm. more and more. Mm -hmm. And there's been a bit of a gap of information, and uh, it's it's not to any anybody's um, uh, uh, delivery. It's literally that media has taken us so far away from what's happening right at your yeah. in, in your front yard. Right. Right. And so you're you're trying to bridge that gap. Have you been able to see a a new response from those that, that new media audience and picking up and actually in and seeing uh, if in the individuals are inspired to actually kind of follow in your footsteps? Have you been able to to uh, lay some new trails for individuals? Yeah, I, I think we have been. Uh, we've been active on Facebook for quite a long time, mm -hmm. uh, but I've recently been told by a high schooler that uh, Facebook is where you go to keep in touch with your grandparents. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she, she said, no, we, Ouch. Need, we need to be uh, more on Twitter. So we've been active on Twitter for a while as well. So we're really, we're trying to beef that up a little bit yeah. now that I know we're only reaching grandparents. Apparently. We're very sorry for all the Facebook uh, audience. <laughs> Not the grandparents don't. <laughs> matter we love grandparents <laughs> hashtag all grandparents yes. <laughs> well we just did recently too um kind of piggybacking off march madness we did a marker madness where we um kind of put potential marker topics against one another and had people vote on facebook and twitter of what they would like to see uh you know we have a lengthy wish list of topics that uh we would love to see become markers people say that to us all the time like how can you not have a marker to this po you know popular topic and um, the market program is public driven. So we accept applications huh. from the public each year. We're actually in the middle of an application cycle right now. So people have until June 22nd to apply. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's out there and is interested, uh, feel free to send us an email um, if you have any questions. But 
Um, yeah, so, you know, if there is a topic out there that you say, why isn't it commemorated? That, that's pretty much why. Uh, but it was great to see hmm. the response uh, for Marker Madness. And um, again, just looking at uh, the wide array of topics that we had, um, we're really excited to do it again in future years. If someone has a nomination for a marker and it works out and it's made and it's there, yeah, is there like do, is it credited to them? Is there a name yeah. on something or something? Like I'm trying to appeal to the egos out yeah, there. No, like. for sure. So that's a great question. So at the um, bottom of the marker on the second side, we always have a credit line. Oh, so cool. um, we encourage people to work with, uh, you know, to try to collaborate, work with a variety of organizations. That way, well, it helps cut back on costs, um, but then there's also you know more community buy-in and support instead of just um, like this was. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's a problem with that. Good job, right? Sarah. You know what? Um, but yeah, so they there is, uh, you know, they are featured on the credit line. And then on our website, you know, I was talking about the markers before. We have mm-hmm. a page for every single marker that we've installed. And uh, that credit line appears there as well. So if oh, people cool. are just looking online, they'll see their name as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so are there any uh, upcoming marker dedication ceremonies across the state? Yeah, so we have one. We're pretty excited. Um, April 19th, we're going to be dedicating a marker to uh, Syrian immigrant community in Terre Haute. Hmm. Um, you know, Syrian immigration is such a big topic in the news today. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that uh, Syrian immigration was happening long, long ago. So this commemorates um, a community that was established in Terre Haute a uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. um, you know, really uh, adding to the cultural diversity of the state. And that's something that we try to do, too, really looking at um, several immigrant groups that made Indiana what it is. Right. Um, we dedicated a marker last year to German immigration in the state, and we kind of did it in conjunction with um, World War One. Uh, the centennial of World War One. Um, so it looked at the demise of German language newspapers in the state as a result of um, animosities during the war. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, that that marker for um, it's entitled "Little Siri on the Wabash." It will be dedicated April nineteenth. Uh, we have another marker here in Indianapolis. Uh, I believe it's the 24th, I think they just uh, set the date, for a World War I aviation repair depot. Uh, a lot of people, you know, knew of the Speedway because of the 500 and automobiles. Um, but we've had a couple of markers now that really look at um, aviation history in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really excited for that one. Um, we have a couple coming up in June for uh, Evangeline Harris Merriweather. She was an early African-American educator. Um I think we'll be doing one uh, this summer. Lindsay's working on one for a magician, uh, actually. So what? Lester yeah. Lake, yeah, Lester Lake. He's a very interesting fellow. Uh, I I haven't been able to look at my research for that for a little bit, but he uh, he was an inventor of of tricks mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. He invented over three hundred magic tricks in oh, his wow. uh, in his career. Wow. And probably the one that you're most familiar with is the uh, the stage guillotine. Yep. So yes, anytime you've seen anybody get their their head cut off <laughs> in a uh, magic act, that's all. <laughs> Thank you for qualifying that. <laughs> 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 He's the one that terrifies one. children. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, awesome. that's another example of just, um, you know, the fun that we can have with topics. You know, I think some people think, oh, history is boring. It's not fun. But that's, you know, definitely not the case. There's so many interesting stories out there. Mm-hmm. So many wonderful uh, things in Indiana history. And we're really excited to be able to have the opportunity to commemorate them and to work with people. On that. I do think that's so important because, like you said, when I think of history, I think of like third grade when you're learning mm-hmm. like the textbook. Like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, right. Like, that's not that doesn't need to be how history is yeah. communicated anymore, especially with what I feel like is a new generation and a new yeah. way of research and information gathering and all of that. I think it's really important to break it down to like 
you know, stories about people and what mm-hmm. they've done and really making it more fun. I yeah. Don't yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody gets excited <laughs> over names and dates, just a list of names and dates. And uh, when you say that you're from the historical bureau and people say, oh, I'm not into history. I, I could never remember all the names and dates. Uh, that's I can't remember the names and dates either. Yeah. Names more than dates. But right. um, but really, we're, we're all about the stories. Like you said, it's it's taking taking that name and putting something behind it that makes mm-hmm. you feel something about it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to remember it and you're not going to care about it unless you connect it with a feeling or, or unless you connect it to your own life. Yes, yeah, have way. it apply to yeah. something. Yeah. Sure. It's 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 very important to understand context and right. and you can glaze over and, and, and in school we've always had a, a, a kind of a barrier of entry into into classics on on history because it was kind of shoved at us. But if you actually unpack a particular era or a particular period of time and you find out what people were doing to really not just make a name for themselves, but be able to invest in Indiana, Indiana, and Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you, then you find that you're you're hearing somebody's passion to give back. Yeah, that's a whole different way mm-hmm. to perceive it, and then, whole different ball game. A yeah. whole different ball game, <laughs> and you start understanding. Um, you know, we're part of history as well. Exactly. Our our tagline for the podcast is. Uh, Exploring the people and sorry, the people and events that shape the Hoosier State. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really how we look at it: is, it is. is these people and, and these places that we're covering uh, made us and our state what and who we are today. Bam! That's great. Yeah. That, that's fantastic. So, uh, in as much as as uh, local uh, businesses and local causes try to raise awareness. Um, we need to know where we've come from mm-hmm. and exactly. and really be able to lift up those whose shoulders we're standing on because we're not here. Mm-hmm. We just haven't been dropped in here. There's a lot of building and a lot of care and a lot of, a lot of uh, people that have sacrificed a heck of a lot to be able to have the city that we have. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and, it, and the more you know about it, the more you'll want to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And the more you know about it, the more you'll be invested in what you're doing to uh, to do the same thing for future generations. No, I dig it. I dig it. Do you have any parting thoughts for anyone watching or listening who might have like a history interest, but don't, don't know where to plug in or don't know which organizations to reach out to or why sure. should they plug in with you all? Yeah, well, I mean, beyond, you know, what we were saying with the market program in terms of diversity of topics, you know, also, if you're just interested, you know, maybe you want to go back into actual source material. We, uh, in conjunction with the Indiana State Library, also oversee Hoosier State Chronicles, which is a newspaper digitization program. Mm -hmm. We have close to a million pages of newspapers digitized. Hoosier State Chronicles is a free resource. So if people are interested in kind of getting into research... It's a great, great mm. tool. I would really encourage them to. And what a wealth of information. You know, if people are interested in their genealogy, it's amazing some of the things that you can find. Uh, yeah, we that's had, really big right now, too, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's keywords, keyword searchable, so you can just plug your name in it and or, you know, one mm-hmm. of your ancestors' names in it yeah. and see where all they're showing up in Indiana newspapers. Yeah, we had a volunteer who was in, and he was working on some projects in his free time. He just plugged his name in, and he was like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing some of the things that have popped up. Like, just, you know, from when he was growing up, his name would appear in the news newspaper and or his family names and stuff so um that's a great resource uh but you know like i said in terms of you know searching marker topics mm-hmm. there's so much extra information out there the blog is a wonderful resource and Lindsay's done a great job with talking Hoosier history there's just so many uh great podcasts it's um, so nice you episodes. don't have to get like a magnifying glass out anymore and like look at old <laughs> things and like well i still love that off. but no, i know yeah. but I do. Yeah. the people that don't and exactly. still want to learn mm-hmm. it's nice that they have that new that new yeah. venue to do that too very cool 
Absolutely. So we want to make sure our listeners and our watchers know where to find the Indiana Historical Bureau on Facebook, forward slash Indiana Historical Bureau on Facebook as well, Talking mm-hmm. Hoosier, H-I-S-T for history. Uh, on Twitter, I-N underscore Bureau, as well as at Talk Hoosier Hist. Um, you've got the blog out there, blog.history.in.gov, right? Which yeah. is fantastic. And on soundcloud.com t- forward slash talking Hoosier history. Uh, this is a great example of an organization that's really grabbing a hold of new media and getting the word up because you've, like, like Brittany said, you got to meet them where they are mm-hmm. and you're, you're nuggetizing this information. So it's no, no longer. A, a, a difficult thing to get on board, mm-hmm. right? So find find out where you are in uh, in understanding Hoosier history, and and, and oh my gosh, and, he's getting emotional. I'm over Clem. It's really really important that you can you as listeners and watchers to be able to find out what what you should know about. Everywhere, uh, who, who's invested, who has been invested in Indiana and Indianapolis. So thank you so much. You're doing a great job. Uh, any any final words that you want to give to our audience? Can, can we get a plaque for him saying the word nuggetize? <laughs> nuggetize. <laughs> where, where the phrase nuggetize was coined. <laughs> it's right here. Well, if you're looking at Indianapolis, we have uh, some, I think it's 80 markers here in Marion County alone. So uh, Now we have uh, 81. There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So with that, we want to make sure that you stay around because another nugget of, of questionable values coming up with Paul Petit and the Edge. And we're also going to drink some wine. So stay Stay tuned and see what happens to Brittany right after this. Well, this was this was uh, such a tedious uh, investment in in the Indianapolis community. We wanted to really help NX3 shine. It's a fantastic opportunity to be able to, to bring site strategics and everything that we've been able to grow to be here over the last few years and then plug into the community, be able to, to help, be able to support a, a number of brands that are here. But more importantly, it really, it's a, it's a gathering for our team to really just get out of the office and, and, and just have some fun together. Uh, a lot of times um, we're working so hard that we don't see uh, a lot of the, uh, the the tech startup community, and this is exactly why we we moved downtown, is to be able to have that connection. And this was a great platform to be able to really roll out what we do. The last year was the year of pivot. I mean, we left the South Side, knew that we had to be downtown in Indianapolis, uh, just because of the technology scene. And on top of that, we we tripled our footprint, uh, a square foot footprint uh, downtown. Uh, to make room for our, our, our live cast studio, as well as be able to expand into a much larger collaborative space for all our employees. Our role in the tech community is going to uh, take off like a rocket ship. It honestly is, we look to help give lift to so many companies with our digital marketing tactics, as well as our studio to be able to paint the picture, tell the why story of so many of these organizations. We've got a great team of videographers, be able to, you know, podcast technology that is uh, surpassing almost everybody in the country. And I'm really proud of, of this, this convergence of, of skills and technology to help tell a story for all of these other companies. We have organically grown and we are now bringing a great number of really sharp people into our organization because it's time to do that now. 
and with everything that we've been able to invest in from skill sets and technology, we are now really able to uh, tell our own story as well as so many other companies. And it's, it's just, I got a lot of pride in who is part of this organization now. I'm proud of each and every individual that works uh, for Site Strategics. There's no way I could have ever done this with, without uh, a good deal of blessings and a good deal of really caring people to get us to this degree. And I'm just so excited about what we're about to do. Um, the next couple of years is just going to be fantastic. So Edge of Indie is a weekly Facebook Live broadcast where we interact with some of Indie's best and brightest, movers and shakers, promote our um, internal brands, so Site Strategics and Edge of Indie itself. Additionally, we wanted to really connect Indianapolis and, and form connections with people we might eventually want to do business with. You know, small mom and pop businesses or restaurants, startup companies, small to medium sized businesses, some of Indie's bigger organizations. You know, there's a lot of good things happening. but. A lot of times you're either missing it or you're so tied up in your day to day that you don't know what's going on. And so this is just a quick and easy way to learn about awesome things going on in our city. Edge of Indy is less than a year old. And within that year, we've had over 155,000 Facebook Live views, um, over a thousand individuals show shares and show likes. And then in terms of show downloads of the podcast itself, there have been over um, over 4,000 of those. So what I want to say about Paul Petit is that he brings definitely a new energy to the show. Uh, it's kind of a dad energy. He and Aaron like to like swap the dad jokes and make it like a dad versus dad thing. And then you've got this blonde girl in the middle, this millennial that's just like, oh dad. And it's always nice to have him. He brings a really fun energy and it's always good to know what weather lies ahead. We have a lot of big plans for what lies ahead. We are looking for sponsors. So to get companies in, in, engaged and kind of getting getting their backing and support in the community, maybe one day have more than one show a week. That's something to build towards. Um, we are looking at having like on-site live shows on location other places. So taking it out of the studio, packing it up and going to, to our guests and, and interviewing them there. You should definitely tune in every week because we've got some great guests who really need some support here in uh, Indianapolis. Just fun and a light, easy way to learn about what's going on. Tune in for some great, happy, lively, fun conversations. Real life, real stories. Let's see what's trending in Indianapolis. This is Paul Poteet on The Edge. <laughs> Do the swim. What? Do the swim. Isn't that good? <laughs> That's a little. Everyone, everyone look away. Look cool. away. Just. That was a big dance, I think, in the 60s. <laughs> it's, was... it's, it's time for a reboot on that, don't you think? Heck yeah. I mean, if we can have every TV show that was done in the 60s redone, you know, as a movie, whatnot. Why, why, not? Have, why haven't they... bring back the swim, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, why haven't they redone uh, Six Million Dollar Man? That is ripe for the picking, isn't it? That is it? absolutely ripe for the... It's going to be a heck of a lot more expensive now, but... You got the buildings franchise right there, because remember the sequel to The Six Million Dollar Man was... Bionic Woman. Right, so you got, you know, guys, girl, you know, show was ahead of its time. And then Chomps, the bionic dog. I don't remember Chomps. <laughs> oh, you gotta look it, look it up. It's an awesome movie. Awesome movie. <laughs> what is happening? Chomps. We're just, yeah, we're just having a conversation. Hi, Paul. Oh, well, hey. Six million dollars. He was uh, whatever you call guys these days. He was uh, these days. He was a uh, hottie. <laughs> Was, I, 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 I think you'd, you'd trigger somebody if, if you actually uh, 
Uh, you just can't say those words anymore, uh, unfortunately. Even I can't. I can't say that he was a beautiful man. Was that uh, who was? Was that Lee Majors? Yeah, it was, was Lee Majors. He was I, the second million dollar man. I had, right. I, yeah, I had a little Lee Majors. Can doll. we get this on track? And Maybe you could actually it, stare through his eye and off the rails. Google, Google Lee Majors, Brittany. You won't be sorry. <laughs> Wasn't he? Was he married to Farrah Fawcett then? Right. What is happening right now? <laughs> Anyway. Having a private moment. <laughs> All she right. Busters in the late seventies. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Already we're, off the edge. We, we're we're way off the edge. Let's, let's bring us back over uh, every week uh, uh, to our new audience uh, who hasn't seen this before. Um, this welcome, happens. welcome to our space. <laughs> we talk about TV shows from the mid to late seventies that Aaron and Paul fondly remember. Absolutely, <laughs> Th those were back in our heydays. When and we talk about stuff that just happened in the last few days on the internet that I found. Yeah. So, so that's where we go, and we're going to let you go right now with something weird and wacky and uh, well, yeah. edgy. It's interesting because, you know, we were just having a little, you know, generational moment. And uh, at weddings, a lot of times you get people of different ages together. And then, you know, you have the reception and the poor DJ has to find these songs that like a big age group. I used to do this way back in the day. Back yeah. in the I used to uh, sometimes uh, play records at weddings. I hated it. What, but, was, your, what was your DJ name? <laughs> DJ was, Dirty Paul? Like, what was it? It was my DJ name. It was Paul Poteet. I've always had the uh, DJ. It was Vanilla Vanilla Thunder, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that as a title of him next time? That's his new lower third, yes. My new lower third. I'm going to ask for that on TV now, too. If you could find me as Vanilla Thunder, that would be great. You have to change your Twitter handle, too. That's <laughs> right. Mr. Vanilla Thunder Weatherman. <laughs> You know, you can make the description anything you want to these days on Twitter. It goes, can go real long. So I could be Mr. Vanilla Thunder Weatherman. It would be our little secret. Anyway, 538 <laughs> asked a bunch of wedding DJs uh, to compile a list of songs. These are songs that uh, people want banned from their wedding reception. <laughs> oh, wow. Here I disagree go. with most of these, actually, which Number is surprising. One, is the chicken dance. That, that can go. Yeah. That can. Oh. Clap your hands. It's That's the cha-cha okay. slide. If, if you've had enough to drink, the cha-cha slide can still be fun. Yeah. You, you don't even have, need uh, handrails for that one, right? <laughs> you know, I never even began to learn how to do the Macarena. That's number three. I remember when that was actually out. Yeah, yeah, that or, as the rest go. of us call it, the Macarena. I'll have fries and a big macarena. There's the Cupid shuffle. Oh, That's man. fun, but hard. Yep. I don't know that one, but it is fun. Oh, please get rid of the YMCA. Please just kill it off. Young man, there's a place. That was not at about the same time as the $6 million man. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> From 1978. No, I, I didn't like that song when it was out. Electric Boogie. Parenthesis, electric slide. That can go. Yep. Pokey pokey. I don't know that I've. Uh, that's okay. That's what okay. What kind for of the... wedding is that? Well, it's for the little kids. It's for the little kids. What it's wedding a... has little kids at it? A lot of weddings. Bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> wedding is where little kids are getting married. What? No, I'm against... no, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Happy by. Uh, that's a more recent song, of course. Wait, uh, you skipped over Wobble, which is a what fun is, one. What is Wobble? First you Wobble, then you're happy. <laughs> that's a pretty fun one. I don't know it though, but it's I. Get jealous of people that know it. I don't have ah, Love Shack. Yeah, that needs to be retired too. Shout. That yeah, there's can go. Book. All of these can go. 
Uh, you make me want not the uh, 80s song shout but you make me want to shout Love Shack is 11 we are family number 12 What's, I mean that's, that's not exactly that's not too bad yeah, I mean, that seems inoffensive. Blurred lines. I'm not quite sure why you'd be playing that at a wedding reception. Celebration. Everybody loves that song. I thought, Cool in the Gang. That's a classic from, like, 1980. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh, Do you know what that's about? No, I mean, I know, I know it if I hear it, but I couldn't tell you. Are you at liberty to say? <laughs> it has to do with, with syphilis. You got to look up the history of Cotton Eye Joe. Absolutely. No, I didn't realize that. <laughs> look it up. Hold on. Catchy little number. But it's. I I I guarantee you. Hold as soon on. as you I'm experience that, stop everything. We need to fact check this. <laughs> Snopes it right now. Don't experience it. No, no, that's all I'm saying. As soon as you look up the history, then of you'll Cotton never Eye play Eye. never play it for your children again. My kids love it until until you tell them. Yep. Well, tell them. <laughs> Don't you have you learned that part of parenting yet, where you hide things from them? Come oh God, on. yes, yes, absolutely. They rat, still... they rat me out to the wife all the time. Yeah, there's still stuff I'm not telling my 28 year old. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, when you're old enough, you'll find. But you know, I guess my point with the wedding, we were talking about cross generational thing. It's hard to come up with songs everybody likes, and so you put these certain songs that it seems like a big age group responds to, and right. so they get played all the time. And then I think people get sick of hearing them because they get played all the time because so many people like them. So, yeah, the problem is that the new generation hasn't heard it, and it's like, wait, well, this is a fantastic. It keeps on recycling. By the way, you're right. Apparently, I yep. just googled it. That's it really is, weird. It is. It is messed up. Yeah. Wow, that's more T-I-L. Today I learned about Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Did not know that. Well, anyway, there are some songs that uh, people, <laughs> in case you're planning your wedding this summer, people really don't want you to play. Uh, yeah, the Macarena. Macarena. <laughs> you know what you did when I mispronounced that? You made a Macarena of me. Oh. <laughs> that I did. No, I won't give you that. Now we move on to a <laughs> totally normal story about a woman who married a tree. What, what, kind, of, what kind of songs do you play at that that particular one? <laughs> I, I bet the band's pretty wooden. I don't know. Trees, uh, songs about trees. They're, they're registered at Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello. Well, supposedly she, I like the way they put this in quotes, uh, marries a 100-year-old tree. Boy, what do you make of that age difference? <laughs> so, so it would be cut down. <laughs> She's from California, New York, no, Florida, just in case you're curious. Oh, Paul. <laughs> she married an ancient ficus over the weekend. Ah, treesome. That's the best kind of ficus, <laughs> don't you think? I think so. You don't want a young, inexperienced ficus. <laughs> Stop. I just spit all over myself. <laughs> it included floral arrangements. Hey, don't I recognize you? <laughs> the, <laughs> the entire family came out. Extended family. Oh, no. A dog serving his All the family tree was there. Oh, God. Oh, yes. And a wedding cake decorated with an icing rendering of the tree next to the words "higher love." <laughs> oh my lord! So well, it's good luck, I guess. Maybe. What do you do? Where in the world does this person go in life? I mean, <laughs> well, you can't travel with that tree very far because we defeat the whole purpose. Exactly. You're pretty malrooted at your oh, spot. Someone sent help, please. Please, Jesus. someone come get me. 
Do you suppose at the wedding reception somebody played Barbara Streisand in Evergreen? Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm just going out on a limb there. With a, uh, Please, <laughs> someone come get me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you can pick any particular uh, route to go on here. But, you know, you'd probably be barking up the wrong <laughs> tree. Tree. Let's just leave it right oh, there. Tom, don't you too, our producer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my yes. gosh. Well, anyway, teach is on. <laughs> yeah, good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not this. Not this story. Oh. This is more, much more practical. This is how you uh, increase productivity mm-hmm. in your workplace. I believe that's the story we're talking about. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking ahead at the other one. <laughs> no, you, you said no to that. Oh, I did, didn't I? Well, we're probably going to have to go there anyway. <laughs> we're going? Oh, we go. oh, God. I'm sorry, everyone. I'd already thrown away my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can, I can help you out here. Uh, at the New York Post, mom blends her placenta into smoothie. <laughs> and feeds it to family. Let me tell the Edge audience, I had alerted, I had issued an alert. Maybe you don't want to talk about this. Well, and then he said no, and yet here we are, and I'm not sure what's happening. Again. There you go. I mean, it's not like we're making it up. No, Uh, it's right there. It's it's on the internet. That means it's real. I would like to make a PSA right now. Though I would never do this, I'm sure there's someone watching who has, who probably hates you right now. So I am not... There you go. There's the close-up. I don't need a close-up, though. <laughs> a disclaimer, and then... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, okay. So, apparently, uh, you can... Oh, no! <laughs> well, here's... You know, nobody's going to argue. You know, you can drink anything you want to, but some people... By the way, there's a freeze-dried version of the umbilical cord. Stop it. What is happening? Tom, pull the cord quick. They're <laughs> trying to pull my cord. Oh, did they form it into the word love? Now, oh. What else would you spell with it? Oh. You know, if, if she was just having it, oh then probably there wouldn't be a lot of, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe it wouldn't have gotten published as a, well, first of all, if she hadn't put it out there, it wouldn't be published as a news story. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. She had to tell somebody, but second of all, she shared it with her family. She wasn't just, you know, consuming the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> always dreamed of repurposing her placenta, but missed her opportunity with the first two kids she had, but found a solution by the time she had her two most recent children. She paid $42 for that to be turned into smoothies. Mm. That is an expensive smoothie. Don't make that sound ever. <laughs> Everything left over was dehydrated and turned into pills, costing a further $210. Now, okay, pills seem more manageable to me because you don't actually have to taste what's happening. Right. I'm I'm beside myself. But I can't, I can't <laughs> make any of this okay. She says everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and it's my body, although she's not the only one drinking. <laughs> I'm the one that looks into stuff, and I make up my own mind about whatever I do. Blah, blah, yada, 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 yada. She's a self-confessed hippie from England and had, as you saw there, her umbilical cord dehydrated and turned into a keepsake. She's wasting nothing. She said it tasted just like a berry smoothie. Oh, my Lord. I'm actually going to regurgitate (laughs) right now. Wouldn't it taste more like a navel orange smoothie? 
Oh. I don't know about you, but I gave up drinking stuff out of my belly button for Lent. <laughs> for, for Lent? <laughs> Come on, that was a pretty good one. That was, that was good. That was good. It was pretty good. I got nothing. I'm just shocked. Um, oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> edgy things that we found <laughs> this week. It's his fault. Wait a minute. <laughs> It is. This is entirely I had to on go you. There. It was no, just... you did it. <laughs> I tried to shield you. We could, we could have been talking about pizza, and then that's the rabbit hole we went down. <laughs> I'll put the pizza on the back burner for the next time around. Still to come. All right. On the edge. <laughs> okay. Well, where we... do we go from here, though? <laughs> I don't know what to do or say. So you're, you're I'm, gonna, I'm punting to someone else. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've had some interesting weather um, uh, <laughs> over the last week. So we're evidently on our fourth uh, winter. We are. We're on the yeah fourth fourth winter. It's uh, and we've had all four seasons, you know, and Frankie Valley too. In the last uh, what week, we had severe weather on uh, yesterday. As you're watching the uh, live stream of this on Wednesday, uh, a report of a tornado up around Covington, Indiana, up, uh, toward uh, Lafayette, Frankfurt, that area, and uh, some big tree damage in uh, in Lafayette, and then they had a power outage earlier today in Zinesville. So and it, and it was snowing this morning. It was snowing this morning. It flurries this morning. Well, we had two inches of snow on uh, Sunday night. That was gone pretty quickly. But that's that set a record for Easter in Indianapolis. We've had two holidays. Here's a little factoid for you. We've had two holidays that have been record-setting so far this year. We had like the second coldest New Year's Day ever, and now we've had the uh, snowiest Easter ever. And it's just, it just, it's not stopping. I mean, look at the. No. Seven Do we have any reason to believe that spring is actually happening? Look at all those uh, little snowflakes there. No, that's, spring's not up there yet. I don't... That terms? Uh, yeah. It got to 66 yesterday, and that's as warm as it had been since February. <laughs> and it lasted an entire day. It was more like half a day. I mean, it got warm then late in the afternoon and into the evening. It was still like 66. But, there's snow yeah. up there. Yeah, there's a chance of uh, showers Thursday afternoon, early evening, and then Friday, rain changes to snow. Friday night, there could be like a little dusting of that, especially South Andy. And then again, Sunday night into Monday, might be a little rain with snow. And the wind chills are in the 20s all day today to boot. Yeah, we're almost, you know, we're into the first week of April here, ladies and gentlemen. This is terrible. It's like Game of Thrones winter. It's never going to warm. Can you, is it coming? Is spring coming? Is there any? Oh, maybe after about the 16th from the stuff I was looking at. Are you looking. kidding me? Of June. Of twenty twenty one. Yeah, right. Oh, did I forget to say what month uh, I was referring? No, sixteenth uh, of April. And then there are some signs we might have a, like a really hot, dry stretch, which probably nobody's going to mind. What uh, do you mean by really hot? Well, above average temperatures, maybe like in May, in the first part of June. So, Great. There you go. Yeah, we have low, the, the sun is low energy right now. <laughs> it's, we do not have a lot of solar energy in this part of the world to uh, work with. So that polar vortex just keeps sliding downward every couple of days. Sorry. It's not too bad. Well, <laughs> you know my bias. I like, <laughs> I like it hot and my smoothie's cold. Oh, yes, yes. And, and from fruit. <laughs> And, from, yeah, and more. Let's 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 stay away from body parts for for the remainder of the year. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, right. we'll have that when I come back next week, and hopefully I'll also have warmer temperatures when I come back next time around. All right. Well, thank you so much, Paul. We can always find. We want to make sure our we can always watchers- find you. Is what you were going to say? We can, we can always, always find, find you. you over at paulpotite.com. <laughs> That's right, where I will be toasting <laughs> all of our Edge viewers today with just plain coffee. That's, uh, that's thank all you, I Thank you. Nothing weird in that glass. <laughs> well, as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Paul. It's always a pleasure. And uh, everybody, wa- uh, follow uh, Paul over at Paul Poteet on Twitter. And uh, go over and check him out and send him a message. Uh, let him know how much you uh, enjoy uh, Paul's contribution here on Edge of, Edge of Indy. So thanks so much, Paul, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you. Bye. Right. Take care. Okay, hey, uh, we always want to make sure we give a shout-out to our title sponsor, that is Site Strategics, and we want to share a great opportunity with our listeners. We provide digital marketing strategies to our clients regularly, and it goes without saying that we are constantly asked a question about return on investment of digital marketing. That's truly what you're focused on, right, Uh, with any marketing firm. Would you like to have a a second opinion uh, regarding your own marketing ROI? Why not have that and, you know, See if your investment's paying off. So we are offering a digital marketing ROI report that gives a comprehensive uh, assessment of your SEO, your content, social media, your paid ads. And uh, it gives us a a picture that we can provide you and and really uh, it gives us an understanding of uh, how it's working for you. We go through an audit of all those different spaces as well as your competitors. Ding, ding, ding. And you can actually check all that out over at the website right here. Offers.edgeofindy.com forward slash ROI. You can check out all that and it just gets a conversation started and shows you potentially what your gaps are on top of that, what your competitors are doing, and we can give all that to you very easily. So go check out that URL. Thanks uh, again to, for Site Strategics being the title sponsor of Edge of Indy. This is Edge of Indy, showcasing Indianapolis tech trends, marketing industry champions, and business innovation. Broadcasting from Edge Media Studios. Now, let's get back to today's topic. Uh, we've got the wine lady in the house. and, and Brittany- me, me or Jen? <laughs> <laughs> both, both. <sighs> now, now... It's great to be able to showcase such an innovative uh, business, and on top of that, it makes everybody happy. It's 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 it's, it's the vino <laughs> or, cr- or cry sometimes. Or cry. <laughs> Depends on how long you stay around. The vino mobile bar. Uh, we well, we, <laughs> we welcome Jim Kempmeyer, founder of Vino Mobile Bar, to our lo- lo- lovely studio. Also, how are you doing? My new best friend. Yep. <laughs> Hello. Thank Hello. you. We're actually really we're really old friends of yours. You were here at, back at our open house back in October of 2016. Uh, and so welcome back. Thank Thanks. you. You're more Thanks than for having me. You're, you are <laughs> more, more than welcome. Now, what you do is pretty self-explanatory. You bring wine to people. I do. I do. <laughs> in an awesome bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so I like to drink wine. 
and I'm a mom, and then sometimes for some people it goes hand in hand. It does for me anyways. It's, it's much more medicinal at that it point. It helps time. parenting, let me tell you what. I have a 12 and a half year old. So, <laughs> girl or boy? Boy. Boy. Okay. Yes, well, boy. It, you could have a girl. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, I just had this idea, um, actually, while drinking an adult beverages. Uh-huh. That's where the best ideas come from. It does, with a friend, and it was like, hey, why don't we start a margarita? I was like, hey, not really my kind of cup of tea. But, however, wine is. Mm-hmm. So I drove myself, my dad and I went over to Whitestown to the bus, little area over there where you can buy old buses. Mm-hmm. And we drove away with a short bus. And we rehabbed it, my husband and I did, and now it is called Vinny. There you go. Vinny, because you know who yeah. doesn't, you know. I think we have a yep. yep there he is. There he is. There's okay. Vinny. There's God, Vinny. he's beautiful. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> the mobile bar. <laughs> so yeah, so we completely gutted it, and we put in a serving window. It's kind of like a food truck, but a little bit better, if you ask me. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> we would concur. <laughs> we had a great time whenever you came here, uh, and there, you have. I mean, it's a mobile liquor license, right? Yeah. So we are <laughs> operating the state Is of this legal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Wait, oh, <laughs> oh cats out of the bag. Time out. Um, yes, the ATC knows about me. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would never report you, though. Don't worry. No, nobody wants to. No. <laughs> People want me to drive around their neighborhood. I'm like, oh, only if I could. Oh, my gosh. Just <laughs> just like the, the ice, ice cream, cream trucks. Truck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but only better. Oh, we, we, we would absolutely run out with $5 in, in hand. And right. Buy. <laughs> so what the theme song that everybody says is red, red wine. <gasps> UB40, that's a yes. great song. Yes, I mean, and it was amazing because I put it on Facebook one day. What wine songs? And like, I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. even know half these even were. And I'm like, well, there you go. We've got music now. So, yeah, no, we we roll into parties, literally, um, and can pour beer and wine. Cool. Um, that's all we do. But, um, yeah, so there's a little picture of Vinny there with his little side window. And that's at night. That was downtown at an event that I we had. It. So we that was at Military Park. So, again, you know, anywhere in the state of Indiana, that's the beauty of it. Private houses, Middle of a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you name my, it. My apartment unit. Buy her apartment. It, it yes. Make, it yes. makes a block party so <laughs> much does. more fun. It does. Yeah. We like to partner up with food trucks, yeah. you know, bounce houses for the kids to go bounce in. And mom and dad are sitting there <laughs> drinking their wine and beer. It's all good. So my first question is, why aren't you here all the time? Mm-hmm. And my second question is, can you tell us about being a female business owner here in Indy? Like, oh. What's been your experience been? So I actually started my first company when I was seven. So I've been doing this for a couple of days. Um, <laughs> 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 and greater part of lived in Indiana about 17 years of my life. So I will tell you what, in the past five to six years, our state has fully been embracing and supporting female business owners, and I'm absolutely loving it. There's more grants out there. There's more help. There's more networking for women. Um, You're not afraid to go to a networking and have to stand in the back anymore because Mm -hmm. they're more women-led now. So Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying that part of it. Um, And it's all different facets of life. It's some people like myself who came out of corporate and said, hey, corporate wasn't for me. Where do I, what do I want to be when I grow up? And you just kind of find your niche and you go with it there and they're embracing. So it's, it's amazing. Good. And the, and the, and the Indiana laws for adult beverages have been expanded and embraced. And now we've got, uh, blue laws are, 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 are bygones now, right? We're still in the process. We're hoping we're getting there. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. One of these days. I mean, we do have very antiquated 
liquor laws here. We absolutely yeah. do. Um, but if you talk to the right people and nudge the right people, things can be done. So because we were talking about how great it was in Wisconsin just oh, before this segment. Yes, yeah, in Wisconsin, you know, you can belly up to the bar as long as you're with your parents. So there you go, whatever <laughs> age. <laughs> oh. Isn't that the best thing you've ever heard in your life? I don't know. I've got four kids, and that well. would that would that would be scary. <laughs> yes, but yeah. what a but what a great time! <laughs> they would so, sl- they would sleep till noon. <laughs> and just saying, they, would, they wouldn't be sick. It's healthy. That's right. <laughs> so it's all medicinal. As you have a medicinal wine truck that you're comes really up. a traveling doctor. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like having the first wine started? Because this is this this is the this is the case. This is the first wine truck for Indiana, correct? Well, the United States. There's only one other wine truck, and that's in the California area. Yeah, for the United States, correct? Oh yes. my gosh! Now there's some in UK, and there's some in other countries, but for majority in UK, because I mean, seriously, I yeah. mean, who would not want to live there too? But um, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's still a little bit overwhelming because, you know, we do have the wine truck and we're booked solid, which is a fantastic because the community has just embraced us and mm-hmm. said, hey, we want we one, I'm a female entrepreneur. Yep. Two, I'm local. Yep. And three, they're like, hey, keep it local. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but every single week we probably get me, me, myself and I, we. <laughs> You're talking about yourself it's, in third person. Yeah, sometimes you have to. It's very important, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more professional, email. Just saying. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's a good business tip. When in doubt, just say we, we when you really mean exactly. I. <laughs> so which we are we talking to now? Right, exactly, yeah. So we get, you know, constantly, hey, I'm from New York, or hey, I'm from Connecticut. We want to start our own. And while I would love to reach out and say, hey, here's what you do, every state is so different yeah. because every law is different. So, you, yes, you can go out by all means and get a bus and gut it, but you've got to figure out your own liquor laws there and how you're going to do it, where you can pour, what time you can pour. Mm. I mean, it's even mm. so particular in certain um, townships here, you have to have special permits. So. We really have to do our research when someone says, hey, I want you to come to Avon or I want you to come to Whitestown or whatever. That's fine. But where are you located and what do we need to to be able to be there on site to legally pour for you? So there's a lot more than just rolling up with the wine truck and opening up the doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about your specific services? Because this can all be rented. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's incredible. Yeah, so we do any type of from A to Z type of party. So Mm -hmm. if you've got a wedding, we're really big into this year into the weddings, the barn weddings, because they just don't want to deal with the permits yeah, yeah, and the yeah. license and all of that. And barn weddings are just oh the my most gosh, they're so ever. cool. They are, yeah. yeah. Um, so everything from weddings, you know, about mitzvahs, baptisms. We've even done divorce parties. Um, so that's a thing. To that. That's a thing. Oh yeah, that's I've good. never heard. That. You've never yeah. heard? Of- oh yeah. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. You mean, you <laughs> even mean, more so. You mean wine? Not wine. Oh, not. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Cheers I've been on drinking. that one. That's almost dad joke. <laughs> Can realm. you tell I've been drinking? Yeah. What is in that little cuppy poo over there? I put a little bit of Chardonnay in this from the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we really decide on, you know, if it's going to be a birthday party, we need to know how many people, um, beer and wine. Mm -hmm. You know, we typically like to roll out with two whites and two reds. We do live in Indiana, so it is a sweeter state with our wine. So we have our Moscato drinkers here. Um, That's me. There you go. It's okay. We still love you. Thank you. I'm still a person. (laughs) I still matter. They're they're odd, but yeah, they're they're around. (laughs) Yep. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and a Cabernet are pretty much staples on us. And then Mm -hmm. um, what we found last year was Yingling Light. Holy Toledo. We cannot keep that on the bus enough. Um, And then also craft because we like to support our craft, Mm -hmm. you know, local people as well, too. 
So you have some really good craft beers that, and you kind of rotate uh, some mm-hmm. of the craft beers. So na- yeah. name some of the beers that you cover. Well, and not only that, but you, as the uh, event sponsor, can mm-hmm. tell me, hey, I want to roll in sure. here. Because as your event, we had two domestic and two craft for That's you, right. and you're like, this is what we want. So um, we do Taxman, we do Beer Works, we do Sun King. Of course, everybody loves Sun King. Sure. Um, so any varietal, we can, and we work with Monarch. That's our distributor, and oh, also cool. Rhodes. So we've got two that we work with. Um, do you know Garden Party Botanical Hard Soda? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you we, should work we can't with serve that. Really? Because it's because it's got some alcohol stuff in it. We can only do the beer and the wine. So oh. Damn. Oh, maybe yeah. one day, yeah, maybe one. Come on, day. Blue Laws, figure this thing out. One of those situations. That <laughs> Indiana has to arrange everything. But but we did something really cool last summer. We did the wine cans, the wine cans. So they're cans of wine. You open them up, and then we had custom straws made for them. So the women didn't get their lipstick on the cans because you got to be because we're about ladies. Because we're ladies, exactly. Hmm. So you walk around the custom straw in your wine can. And it was perfect. A wine can? A wine can, yeah. We had like six different varieties of them, yeah. Pink fuzzy something and white something and yeah. But <laughs> they had the most interesting names. They really, truly did. <laughs> so it wasn't really called a pink something or a fuzzy white something. Yeah, it was called like fuzzy something. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. On that note. Get, on that note, getting back to the, 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 the business, um, it, it's fantastic and you certainly found a niche. Now, how are you going to scale? Mm-hmm. So we, our goal was to run it for, we're at about a little cl- close to two years. So February, excuse me, March, hello, May. <laughs> Let's just go through That's this right. in my mind. Pick any of them. <laughs> pick them up. There you have it. Um, <laughs> a lot going on up here. So May 28th is when we rolled out in 2016. And mm-hmm. so our goal was to run it for two years because honestly, we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And our, we've grown scalable by 20% each year. And that was our growth. So the next is, you know, to get another truck. Um, potentially maybe even franchise this out. Um, other states, not for sure. Right now we're talking to a franchise attorney, but that I think it's logistically it's just going to be too craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just grow it. Maybe have four or five. There you go. And just let these little trucks run around. And the next one's going to be Vito. So Vinny, well, the Vinny and Vito. Precious. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You have should a have a vi- like a girl and it could be Violet. Well, v- Viana somebody. Viana. I think okay, Viana. Yeah. yeah, that'll be the third one. So Good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And and we're look, going to look forward to that because everybody needs a wine truck. <laughs> they do. They, they really do. Every, every neighborhood should have their own wine well, truck. Well, in, <laughs> in summer concerts, too. I mean, we do a lot of the Saxony. We do the West Clay concerts. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, that's the beauty of it. They don't have to worry about having, you know, people walk in with their coolers and stuff because of glass containers and whatnot, too. Yep. We self-contain all that for them. What are some of the business challenges you've uncovered in your almost two years? But first, people really didn't know what we did. They're like, oh, it's a wine truck. Oh, we can get on the bus and you can drive us around and we can get drunk on the bus and then we can get off. And I'm like, no, that's not really what it was. So the other thing is it's the experience. So when you walk up to Vinny, it's Mm -hmm. an experience. It's kind of like getting that blue Tiffany box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you open it up and you're like, oh, my gosh, that is so gorgeous. It's the experience of touching it and seeing it. It's the experience of walking up to Vinny and going, I'm in front of a wine truck. Right. And I'm going to drink a glass of wine. And you got a really cool atmosphere on that truck because you get it lit up. It's, it's very, it's almost uh, he- ethereal. Heavenly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it just reminds I mean, you got some great touches there of just the atmosphere. And you, know, you, you I think you bring some stools around as well. You can sit right next to the bar. Yes. Yep. And it's just, it's well done. It's, got, it's got a woman's touch for sure. Yeah. It does. I like the colors. We use steel and the teal colors mm-hmm. to pull yep. out of it to give it a, like, a little homey, but still vintage style to it as well. I love it. Oh, yeah. So, on the business side, you started your first company at age seven. Now, now it wasn't the mobile bar at that point in time. <laughs> that quite. would be very advanced. <laughs> that would be. 
And kind of scary for a seven-year-old. Uh, for my parents, yes, definitely. Um, so it was a... a Spike, ball- Spike lemonade. <laughs> Close. Gumball <laughs> <laughs> route. <laughs> A gumball route, and I, I was, you know, in grade school, and my best friend's dad was selling it, and so I came home and said, "Hey, Dad, who my parents have been entrepreneurs all of my life, oh, cool. so it kind of just, you know, bled into who I was going to be growing up." And Dad's like, "Okay, fine." So we went down, we looked at the numbers, and literally went down to this little bank in Lena, Illinois, of maybe of all of like twelve hundred people, hmm. and sat across from the banker and got wrote. He wrote me a loan at the age of like seven, and I was like, "Okay, here we go." So and off we were going. Damn, yeah, and that's then we, incredible. Yeah, and then you know life gets busy when we were in sports, so we ended up selling. Of course, my sister had to get into it first. It was going to be J Enterprises, and it had to be J and S Enterprises because my sister Cause Stephanie, because sisters do that, she, they do. And you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> so yeah, so no, then I just had the entrepreneur bug and just kept going from there. Any advice for entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs? I may get some bad memes off this one, but not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. It just really you're not. I love it. Yeah, yep. I'm just going to state it. because you may, may not be wired for it. Right. You may think that you've got the best idea out there, but research it, research it, and mm. research it. Because just because it's a great idea here, for example, when I had the Indie Baby Expo and wanted, yep. to, re, wanted to move that out to the other states, I had to completely rebrand it because guess what? Indie Baby Expo makes zero sense in Chicago. So we had yeah. to rebrand. So things that you think about when you're doing it. But if you are going to start a business, I really highly recommend researching it. Research the name. Research yep. the logo. Research, uh, do they have any lawsuits against them in any other, other states with your business name? <sighs> I mean, just the little things that you don't think about that will put you backwards before you even go forwards. So a focus on the operations side of things, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Not yep. just the ideas, but it, the actual execution of Yeah, things. and give it some time. I mean, it doesn't uh, – Gary Vee, I love Gary Vee. And that's who I listen to podcasts all the time Huge. about him. Yep. Patience, patience, patience. And that's what you really have to have. We knew the wine truck was going to take off. We knew it was going to ha- be misunderstood by some people, but then we were going to have to educate, but then some people who will just get it. So it, we're now you know, going into two years of this now, and our growth is going 20% at a year. We're Excellent. happy with that. We're okay. We don't need to be booked every single day. We just can't be booked every single day. <laughs> my, 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 yes, my, you can. And, and my Vinny girls. <laughs> yes, you can, and well, you will. And my Vinny girls, because we've got three amazing women yes, tell who, us. Oh my girls. gosh, I love my Vinny girls. So here's here's the funny thing about my Vinny girls. They are actually all have been or currently one of Zane's my son's teachers at Orchard School. He goes to Orchard. You have a Zane? I have a Zane. I have a Zane too. I, oh my that's god. That's right. Yeah. Did you name your after the author Zane Gray? That's Well, not entirely okay. actually. We we uh, we named him after uh the the Gaelic version of John. Okay. Which is Zane. There you go. There. But we had Zangray all over the place See? because my dad's Texan. There so you go. It was a twofer. Love it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're good when worlds collide. <laughs> we're, we're twins in on that one there. Zanes are awesome. <laughs> they are. They are. So as part of that, I needed to find people who trust because we are cap cash operating business. Mm-hmm. And so they are amazing, fantastic, bubbly, spirited women who work the bus. And um, two of them drive it. We won't let one drive it. Well, <laughs> everyone has we their limitations. Her, we do not let her drive the bus. I want the bus. To, I want Vinny to come home. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> In one piece. In one piece. That's funny. <laughs> um, one remaining question for me, and that is, what is your favorite kind of wine? And when are we going to go drink together? We can drink anytime because okay. I because if you're gonna drink all day, the earlier you start, the better. Okay, right. Okay, yes. And I challenge accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. This is awesome. I wanted to reply to you, duh, but that didn't seem polite. <laughs> Love it. Um, really, it's seasonal for me. So we're going into summer. So I'm gonna choose a crisp, buttery Chardonnay, and then when I'm going into the fall, I'm gonna choose a Pinot Noir, and then over the winter, it's definitely a full blend cab. 
Do you like wine? I love wine. Yeah. What do you drink? Shiraz. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a heavy. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a heavy. It's a blend of. Is that uh, a man's wine? Yes, it's, it is. It's okay. spicier. It's got yeah. a kick to it. It's, spi- yeah. it's not as dry as a Cabernet, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a kind of a blend of Cabernet and what's the other grape? It's not Pinot. It's um, yeah, maybe it is. Anyway, it's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a deep wine. It's yeah. a rich wine. And the Malbec is very close to that one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you probably like that as well. Oh, I don't like Malbec. Yeah. That's a full-bodied one that's, for sure. That's, yeah. All the tannin in the uh, in the Cabernet is giving me a headache, but but that's kind of middle. The, well, the you have to drink something first, something else first, and then by the time you get usually it's bourbon, and then I go straight into right. wine. So and you, j- just take some followed up with Tylenol and go to bed, and you'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, so we're yes. going back around the bourbon. That's exactly correct. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and we're you. certainly going to have you come back out. Uh, we got to figure out uh, what our next event is. And Maybe when the weather gets nice. It won't. So July, I see you <laughs> in four years. <laughs> well, for our audience and our watchers, you'll certainly want to go check out uh, the website, VinoMobileBar.com. They're on the screen. And uh, check them out at Facebook.com forward slash Vino Mobile Bar, Twitter Vino Mobile Bar, and Instagram Vino Mobile Bar. All the checks. Very, very good. Good job. Awesome. Thank you. You're more than welcome. And can you give an idea uh, for anybody who's interested in hiring and renting the truck? About what's the range there from a from a from an event? If you if you're thinking of doing an event, twenty people is mm-hmm. like the lowest that we were going to go for an event, yeah, and then yeah. we'll go up to you know we do concerts. So give us a call. Wow. Everything is customized because you get to pick the type of wines and beers that you want. So. Yeah, 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 that's good. so yeah. smart. Yeah. Instead of forcing things that I don't want on me, no, because I don't I don't follow the rules. I outside <laughs> except swear. for except for except the, for the ATC, I, exactly. I do do laws, that. Yes. She does follow <laughs> rules. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so fantastic to have you, and and congrats, and Thank thanks you. for representing. You're more than welcome. Uh, uh, thanks for representing uh, women entrepreneur, entrepreneurs as well as as just innovators in, in Indiana and Indianapolis, because we need more de- demonstration of of people that are wanting to cut a new jib, so to speak. They want to mm-hmm. get get out there and and find your niche and and go after it. But you're absolutely, honestly, saying some people aren't cut for it. So you know. Oh. Sorry about you. <laughs> Sorry about you. If, if that's the case, go ahead and call Jen up, and she'll bring you wine. Here we to, go. We to... can talk about it. <laughs> therapy 101. She'll set you on the right path. <laughs> Vino therapy mobile bar. There we go. All right. Ooh. Whoa. I'm saying. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and listening to us. Hey, if you like what you listen to, go ahead and rate us online. Give us some reviews because we'll only know uh, from you if you actually say something. And if you're... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Well don't know. said. We'll, well only know you're there if you say something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, hey, uh, join us on all the fa- all, all the all different the- socials. Stop it. <laughs> all the socials, and uh, let us know who you want us to talk to because uh, you know what, we want to talk to you regularly and all the friends. How about that? <laughs> well done. All the Facebooks, all the all friends, the, all the socials, and share and share often. So it's. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Edge of Indy, check us out next week. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Choose local and choose local often. Bye-bye.